Welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS Podcast. My name is Nadia Tari and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragements. So last week I had something really, really scary happen and I just have to share it with you all. I don't know if you've ever accidentally locked your child in a car or inside the house and you're outside and can't get back in the house or if you've had if you've ever had any situation like that where it was just completely accidental but then you, next thing you know you found yourself freaking out because you can't get to your child who has special needs and you just you know even if your child didn't have special needs it's really freaky when accidents like that happen and it's just you know what do you do how do you stay calm to get the problem solved so this is exactly what happened to me last week. I um, went to the boys' school, Isaiah and Josiah, my youngest two boys, five and seven. I went to their school to pick them up at one o'clock because Isaiah has horse therapy down in Portland, Oregon every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And it takes us a good hour and 40 minutes to get down there. Um, and sometimes we run into traffic. So I like to pick the boys up at one o'clock. So that leaves a full two hours um, from getting them from their school down to the horse therapy um, down in Portland, Oregon, because we live in Washington State. And so everything was going like normal. I went to the boys' school at one o'clock. I picked them up. I picked them up in the wheelchair van. And when we, I got back to our house, um, because I don't actually need um, Isaiah's wheelchair and so I don't need to drive the wheelchair van all the way down there. So what I like to do is I pick the boys up in the wheelchair van from school and then I actually bring them back to our house and then I transfer the boys from the wheelchair van into our Tesla because, I mean, hello, we don't have to pay for gas on a Tesla. And it's an hour and 40 minutes drive down there and an hour and 40 minutes drive back so why would I want to pay for gas when we could just go in the Tesla and I don't have to pay for gas and we don't need the wheelchair. The wheelchair van is great when we need the wheelchair, obviously. But anyway, so what happened was after I picked the boys up from their school last week on Tuesday at one o'clock, I drove home. Um, you know, it was still, everything was on schedule. Things were going great. And when I got to the house, I was, you know, first I lowered Isaiah in the wheelchair van. I lowered his wheelchair and, um, you know, got him put into the Tesla in his car seat. And then I thought, you know what, instead of taking the time to lower Josiah's wheelchair, um, I'm just going to leave Josiah's wheelchair in the wheelchair van. And I'm just going to open the door Um, And because we have a side door, the passenger door, where there's steps that go, you could just walk up the steps into the wheelchair van. And I thought, well, I'll just shut the doors to the wheelchair um, ramp area, which is on the side of our vehicle. Um, I thought, I'll just shut those doors and then I'll open the side door, um, which is the front passenger, and I'll go up the stairs and I'll just grab Josiah and I'll hold him and physically carry him down the stairs because, um, you know, I didn't want to be late and I just thought I'm just going to put him in the car seat in the Tesla. 
Um, I don't need to really bring his wheelchair into the house right now. I can just do that later. So after I put the wheelchair, um, uh, the contraption, you know, the actual wheelchair ramp, after I got it back inside the van again, um, then I closed the doors. And then when I went to open the front right passenger door to go up the stairs to grab Josiah, um, the, I realized that the, the, the door locked, but I didn't have the keys. I didn't lock the door. The keys were inside the van in the center console, as well as my purse. And I'm like, well, how in the world did the doors lock? That's crazy. So then I tried to open the doors where um, the wheelchair ramp comes out and those doors were locked. I was like, what in the world? How are these three doors locked? The two doors that, op- you know, that you open to have the wheelchair ramp come out that I just shut, they somehow locked. And then the door on the um, front right passenger door that goes up the stairs, that door was locked. So I was like, ah, okay, fine. So then I looked through the window at the, the driver's side door to see if that door was still open. And I could see that, that it was down. The lock was low, meaning that door was locked as well. And then my heart started racing. And I was like, oh my freaking goodness. <gasps> Somehow the wheelchair van just locked itself um, because I didn't even have the keys. Like I said, the keys were in the center console inside the van. And I didn't know that a van or a vehicle could really do that. Like it could lock itself from the inside, you know, with the keys on the inside and nobody touched the keys. Nobody else was inside the van, only Josiah. And so then when I realized that all the the doors were locked and my purse was inside and the keys were inside and Josiah was inside and it was really hot. And I thought, oh my goodness. So my heart started pounding and I started freaking out and I'm like, okay, okay, (laughs) think clearly, calm down. So my first thought was, okay, I'm going to call Scott, you know, my husband. I'm just going to ask him what I should do because I was just really (laughs) freaking out. And I called him and he was like, uh, I don't know, maybe call AAA. So then I called AAA and I'm like, you know how the automated feature, I don't know if you have AAA or not, but if you do... They ask you to enter your AAA number, but my AAA number was on my card. My AAA card was inside my purse. My purse was locked inside the wheelchair van. So I I didn't even have access to my AAA number. And I was like, and I was trying to deal with this automated, you know, the AAA has an automated thing. And I'm like, you know what? I I, I just can't deal with this right now. my heart continued to pound faster and faster. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to call, um, I'm going to call my mom because you know, my mom lives here in the house with me and I just wasn't thinking clearly because I was in panic mode. So I called my mom. She was at work. She didn't answer. I called her again. She didn't answer. And I was like, oh my goodness. And out of pure desperation, I thought, okay, I'm going to go in the house and I'm going to look for like a a hanger because I've seen on the movies or TV shows where they break into these cars 
by somehow using a hanger. So I looked for an old wire hanger in our house and um, turns out we don't have any old wire hangers. We have like plastic hangers and we have wire hangers that are covered in like fur. Like it's, it's not, we just don't have any old purely wire hangers where I could do that. And besides, I don't even know how they do that. Like even if I found an old wire, I'm like, what What was I thinking? I have no idea how to break into a car. Like, I literally don't have the first clue. And I don't want to sit here and watch a bunch of YouTube videos to try to figure out how to take this wire. You know, I didn't even have an old wire. But even if I had one, I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to call 911. Because it was just, you know, poor Josiah. He was in there. He was sweating. It was so hot. Um, you, you know, we live in Washington State. And normally it's not that hot especially at the end of September um, in Washington state. But this particular day, it happened to be 85 degrees on the outside, but on the inside of the wheelchair van, especially with all the windows up and all the doors shut, um, it's more like 100 degrees or 110. I mean, it's re it was just really hot in there. And so I was like, he's not going to be able to stay in there for long. I mean, I mean, I, I just, I got a little bit frantic, like I said, and I was trying to think, I got to get him out. And so then I thought, oh, wait, I know. Before I call 911, I will just go in the house and grab the hammer. Shoot, I'll just break a window. Who cares? We'll just replace the window. So I tried taking the hammer and breaking the front right passenger window where I would go up the stairs, you know, to, go, to enter the van and I was banging it with all of my might and I'm actually pretty strong, you know, having been a licensed massage therapist for 19 years now, I've got a little bit of upper body strength and I could not believe that I was hitting this window, um, dead in the center of the window with all of my might, with my right hand with this hammer, I was just banging it. Every time I banged it, it sounded like a gunshot. I was sure that the neighbors were like, what on earth is going on over there? But you know, we live so far between our neighbors. It's not like anyone could actually see me because you know, we live on six acres. So there's a lot of space and land in between our house and the next neighbor. But anyway, the, every time I banged the window with the hammer, it wasn't shattering, it wasn't breaking. It wasn't even really denting it. It was like doing nothing. And I just hit it over and over and over again for like five minutes. And I was like, oh my goodness. That's when I went from like freaking out to majorly freaking out. Because I thought I could just break the window and then get in there and then rescue Josiah and bring him out. And when I realized after hitting on the window with a hammer, a freaking hammer, for five minutes and I still could not break the window, I was like, holy freaking cow. I guess that these windows are like, you know, bulletproof or something. Like, I don't know. It's an older wheelchair van. I didn't think the windows would be that solid, but apparently they are. So then I was like, oh my goodness, I can't even break a window to get to my son. You know, poor Josiah, he's only five years old. He's in there, you know, it was what, at this point, 15, 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't want him to get heat stroke. I don't want him to pass out. I don't know how long he can stay in there, but this is just really making me feel uncomfortable. Now I'm gonna go back to just calling 911. Cause I thought about calling 911 earlier, but then I was like, no, wait, 
wait, if I just get a hammer, I'll just break the window and then problem solved. So that's why I tried for five minutes to break the window with my hammer. But then when that didn't work for five minutes, and I, and I even switched the hammer. You know, there's the hammer side, that's what you would use to normally hammer a nail in. And then I turned it around and used the pointy sharpie, sharp side of the hammer. And I was taking that at the window. And that didn't, it just didn't, I mean, it did a little teeny, little teeny ouncey dent in there, but it wasn't enough to shatter the window and actually break it. So then I thank the Lord I had my phone in there. I had my phone with me um, that I hadn't left my phone inside the van or else I don't know what I would have done. And so then I, I called 911 and I was telling them the situation. You know, they asked me for my address. I guess I was speaking really fast and she was like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to calm down. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to slow down and give me your address again because I guess I said it really fast. And then she was like, um, okay, so, you know, what's the situation? And I told her, and I was like, please hurry, send someone, hurry, hurry. I can't get my son out. I've accidentally locked him in the wheelchair van and it's really hot. And, you know, um, you know, I have no, my purse is in there. My, my, um, the keys are in there. I don't even know how it locked, but please, I'm worried he's going to get heat stroke and it's just so hot. And so she was like, it's okay. It's okay. We're having, you know, sending someone out right away. Calm down. And then I started crying. You know, and I don't cry that often, but I was just so worked up because I felt so helpless that like, how did I let this happen? I didn't know the doors would automatically lock. I mean, they've never locked before when we've shut them. But then again, I've never left the keys inside the van and shut all the doors. That's never happened before. So I still don't really fully understand why the doors just all of a sudden locked. Um, but I decided the takeaway that I would learn from this is from now on, I will always leave a door open, even if it's the driver's side door, or I will always leave a window down, or better yet, I'll always leave at least one window down and one door open. That way, even if I forget my keys inside the wheelchair van, or even if I forget my cell phone inside the wheelchair van, or even if I forget my purse inside the wheelchair van, like no matter what the case, if it happens to lock the doors again, if a window is open or at least a door is open, then I can at least climb in through the open door or worst case scenario, I could climb through an open window, right? Like I can do that. And so that is the lesson that I learned from this. But what ended up happening was um, I called Isaiah's horse therapy to let them know that obviously, you know, we we were at a holdup and, um, you know, I wasn't sure what time we were going to make it. And at this point, Josiah had been in the wheelchair van locked in there for about 25 minutes. And um, I just, I mean, we would have got to the horse therapy on time if everything went smoothly. But at this point... You know, I was like, well, we're going to at least be 25 minutes late as I talked to, you know, Isaiah's horse therapist lady. And she was like, you know what? I'll just cancel his appointment. It's okay. You just relax. Because I was still freaking out. You know, even though I had got off the phone with 911, I was just still freaking out when I was talking to Isaiah's physical therapist at the horse therapy place. And she said, it's okay. I'll just cancel his appointment. You guys don't have to come down here. I know it's a long drive for you. I was like, no, don't cancel his horse therapy appointment. This horse therapy is, you know, 
it means the world to Isaiah and it's so beneficial and I'm just saying we're going to be like really really late but please please don't cancel it she's like okay I won't cancel it um She's like, just let me know. And I already told her I called 911 and that they were on their way. And she said, okay, just let me know when the 911 gets there. And, you know, and I said, oh, oh my goodness. Here, a fire truck is pulling in right now. So right when I was on the phone with the horse therapy um, lady, the physical therapist at the horse therapy place, um, the fire truck pulled in and these, you know, firemen came out and they were asking me for a wire hanger and I'm like yeah I already looked and we don't have one and they're like oh okay because I showed them the hammer and I told them I've been trying for five minutes do you see this tiny little dent this was me trying to you know break the window because I thought I could just break it I was so desperate to get my son out I just was like I'll just break the window who cares and then they were like well we prefer to not break a window um but let's see if we can get it open another way And so I was like, okay. And then, and they looked at Josiah through the window and they could see he was sitting there still strapped into his wheelchair. You know, um, he, he wasn't crying. He hadn't yet passed out. He was sweating quite a bit because like I said, it was like really, really hot in there. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing it was hundred degrees, but I, I really don't know. I just know it was 85 degrees on the outside of the van. Um, and so on the inside, um, that's why I'm guessing it was 100 degrees. But either way, they said, okay, he looks like he's in good condition. You know, he's not in distress. He's not crying. He hasn't passed out. Like, he looks good. And I'm like, yeah, but please still hurry. Just hurry. Like, now it's been almost, you know, half an hour he's been in there. And I just really want to get him out, like, as soon as possible. And they were like, sure. So they tried, I think, for five, maybe ten minutes to get the window, um, I mean, to, to get the door open. And they couldn't. And so they said, you know, I'm really sorry we tried. Is it okay if we break your window? The same window you were already trying to break. And I was like, go for it. Absolutely. I don't care about the window. I just care about getting my son out, you know. And so they, in just a matter of two seconds, they broke the window. And I'm like, how did you guys do that? So anyway, they they went after they broke the window, they opened the door. I was able to go up you know, the stairs inside the wheelchair van, grab Josiah and bring him back down. There was glass shattered everywhere, but I didn't care. All I cared about was getting Josiah out of there and just loving on him. And I was like, oh, thank the Lord, you're okay. Oh, but it was so scary. And I hope like nothing like this ever happens to you. But if it does, um, just... Uh, try to stay calm. I know I had a really hard time staying calm because I just really got frantic. But, um, you know, you can always call 911. I mean, I guess it depends on what country you live in, but usually there's uh, some emergency number you can call because sometimes when you're frantic, it's hard to think clearly like what you should do. And so, you know, obviously I tried calling my husband. I tried calling my mom, you know, I tried calling AAA um, because AAA comes and, you know, they will unlock your vehicle if you're locked out. But like I said, um, my purse was inside the van and so I didn't have access to my AAA number. And also AAA could take like an hour to get there. And I I didn't want to wait for an hour. So anyway, if you ever have a situation where you have a child with special needs in a vehicle, take it from me. Don't, um, shut all the doors with them inside. And 
uh, at least have a window rolled down. Um, that way, if your vehicle happens to lock like mine did, which I still have no idea what made it lock, but then, like I said, even if a window is down, you can at least reach your arm in there and open up the driver's side door, right? Or you can open up the passenger side door. Having one window down or having one door open will hopefully um, eliminate this situation from ever happening to you. I know um, from now on, I am doing that. When I now drive the wheelchair van and get home as I'm unloading Isaiah, um, well, before I even begin to unload Isaiah, first, as soon as I get home, I roll down my driver's side side window and then I open my door and my door, my driver's side door in the wheelchair van stays open now the whole time while I walk around and lower Isaiah out the wheelchair van and lower Josiah out of the wheelchair van. Then after the boys are both safely inside our house, then I go back out to the wheelchair van and that's when I roll up the driver's side window and that's when I shut my driver's side door. But I don't roll up the window or shut my door until both of my boys are safe and sound inside our house. So I just wanted to share that story with you. It was kind of dramatic. I know there are worse things that happen, but that was really scary. Josiah ended up being in there in a 100-degree van for 30 minutes straight, and just the fact that I couldn't get to him, I felt helpless. It was just really scary, and like I said, it was hard to think straight because I was so frantic. So um, hopefully that will never happen again. And also, another thing I wanted to mention is it's always a good idea to have backup keys. Backup keys to your house, backup keys to your vehicles, backup keys to anything. So that's another thing that um, I, another takeaway from this situation is learning the importance of always having a backup key to your vehicles. That way, in case you accidentally lock your keys inside your car or lock yourself outside of your house, if you have a backup key, no sweat. It's okay. You can still get in. So anyway, um, that's what happened with us last week and uh i'm so thankful that josiah is okay isaiah is okay everything's okay we ended up getting down to horse therapy we were 40 minutes late so he ended up only getting 20 minutes of horse therapy but at least he got a little bit of horse therapy and so um yeah hopefully this will not happen again (laughs) all right if you are a parent of a child with special needs i would love to have you join my private facebook group It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. The name of my private Facebook group is the same name of this podcast, which is called Special Needs Parenting SOS, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.